welcome to Night Dreams, where we discuss the interpretive meaning of dreams from a biblical perspective. We welcome everyone who is tuned in for the first time. This is our third episode, and the subject that we're going to be discussing is identifying the source of your dreams, identifying the source of your dreams. Job 33rd chapter, 14 through the 17th verse, Christian Standard Bible says, For God speaks time and again, but a person may not notice it. Notice here what it says. It says, God speaks, but just because a person doesn't notice it doesn't mean that God isn't speaking to them. That means that everybody has dreams. It's just that something is in between the place of when God delivers it until the time that it's downloaded in your spirit. It says, in a dream he speaks, in a vision in the night, when deep sleep falls upon people as they slumber in their beds, he chooses the nighttime hour. When you're vulnerable, when you're not distracted, when you're not looking at television, when you're not on the phone, when, when you're not occupied in your thinkings and your thoughts, you're suspended between heaven and earth. God chooses that vulnerable hour of the night to speak to you. He uncovers their ears at that time, terrifies them, it says, with warnings in order to turn a person from his action. That's the, that is the mercy and the grace of God. He, his purpose is to turn a person from his action and suppress his pride. He's trying to reach you, man. He's, he's chasing you down. He's, he's even interrupting your dreams. Now, like, like I mentioned in the last episode, God is God. He can do what he wants. He can interrupt and has interrupted in broad daylight. But he likes that one-on-one -on -one intimate moment when you're, when you're least distracted to speak and seal your instruction. Isn't that, that's awesome. The God of the universe has taken time to disrupt my schedule so that he can have that one-on-one -on -one with me. Because I'm, if it was left to many of us, you'd be so occupied with your busy schedule, with your little, with your dates, with your outings, with your physical training, you wouldn't give God the time of day. So he has to interrupt your schedule and catch you at your most vulnerable time, and that's when you're asleep. But that's because he loves you, and he'll do everything he can to reach the creation that he loves so very much. And so we want to discuss, we want to, we want to, we want to dig into this. For, so for the next few minutes, get your pen, your, your pencil, take notes, listen to this, uh, this, this, this podcast over again. And, and, and because some, some things, some things are caught by repetitiously listening over and over again. You can catch it. You can, you can catch it and download it in your spirit. 
because there are some of you, and and we've been getting calls, we've been getting we've been getting uh, folks texting us, and they're, they're they're telling us, listen, since we've been listening to the podcast, you know, something has opened. I've I've been open to 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 receive more dream downloads because you know, it, it, God, it's not it's not on the part of God; it's on our part. He's a communicator. But he doesn't just use dreams. He uses various means. But but as, as Jesus said, he that has an ear to hear, he that has an ear to hear, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. It's on the listening part that often catches us unaware. So we got to ask for listening ears seeing eyes and listening or hearing ears so that you'll listen more attentively what is being said. But I, I want to go down here because I, I want to deal with the three sources, three sources that dreams come from. Now, you got to understand this, and I don't, for the sake of time, I, I just kind of want to give you just a, just a, uh, overview, but but man is a tripartite being. Man is a spirit. He possesses a soul, and he lives in the body. Man's spirit is made in the image of God. When you die, you because you're an eternal being, you will live on through eternity. But then man has a soul that is made up his, of his will and emotion, your attitude, your personality, which distinguishes you from every other human being. You can have identical twins, but you can tell they're different in their personality. One might be a little bit more conservative, the other one might be a little bit more outspoken. You can tell the, the soulish man. That's what, that's what distinguishes us. And then we have this body, this flesh. Jesus said the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He's the weakest member of our triune. He's the, the weakest member He's the shell or the house that houses our spirit and our soul. And just like we're made up as tripartite beings, you have the Godhead that is made up of three too. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now the Son, Jesus, was the flesh of God. God the Father sits on the throne and the Holy Spirit dwells here on the earth. So we're dealing with the numbers of threes. And there's actually three origins of where your dreams come from and they're in sync with how man is made and how the Trinity or the Godhead is designed. This is awesome. But I write this down, this is kind of give you an understanding, because when, when you understand the origins of dreams, you, you'll begin to be a little bit more careful when it comes to signing for these dreams. Because see, your, your dreams is just like FedEx. The delivery man that comes to your door. And he'll knock but it's up to you to decide whether or not you're gonna open the door 
and sign for that package. Now, there's some packages you're not to be signing for. But if you don't know how to distinguish those from what where you're supposed to sign as, as, as far as those that you're supposed to receive and those that you're supposed to discard, you'll have a tendency to sign what you're supposed to trash and trash those that you were supposed to sign. There are some that you're not supposed to ever receive and just shut the door and leave it at that. So if you have a pen, write this down. Dreams from God and there are dreams from the demonic realm. Now the dreams from God are peaceful. They they leave you in, in awe. They leave you in peace. But the dreams from the demonic realm, they leave you tormented. The dreams from God, they, they're, they're bright and colorful. You know, when you have these dreams, you know, you, you have multicolors, colors that you probably never even really seen. Some of the colors in your dreams, you can't even, you can't, some of them you can't even identify. But the colors from the demonic realm are dark, dull, muted colors dim the colors speak messages red in the positive sense represents wisdom and power so there's a positive and a negative to colors and dreams but but with, with the dreams from God they're never muted and dark and dim and gloomy Dreams from God give you hope. They give you an answer, a solution. But dreams from the demonic realm, they leave you hopeless. No way out, no way out. As a result, many, many feel that way and commit suicide because they don't, they don't feel that there's no way out, like they're boxed in, they're in prison. Dreams from God gives joy but dreams from the demonic realm leaves you depressed. How many of you felt that? All of us have had dreams from the demonic realm. In fact, if you, that's the only way that you can distinguish the two is that you've had to have, have experienced these dreams from the demonic realm and dreams from God to be able to decipher between the two and determine which one am I going to trash and which one am I going to keep and sign for. Dreams from God provide love and support. But dreams from the demonic realm leaves you abandoned, rejected, and isolated. Dreams from God, they provide restoration. But dreams from the demonic realm leaves you violated. Now understand this, understand this people, understand this, what I'm about to say, because there are dreams from God that can leave you rattled, shaken in your knees, it's particularly the warning dreams, which we're going to be discussing uh, possibly in, in uh, later on in this session or, or next session that we have. But but don't 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 get me wrong. There are dreams from God that will rattle you to the point where you can't eat.
There are Bible examples where God spoke in the dream. These dreams came from the throne of God and it rattled, it, it disquieted, it, it disrupted the peace of the recipient in such a way that they couldn't even eat or sleep. So, but, but, but this, this is, this is the key. In spite of how they felt, there was still an answer and solution. No matter how he rattles you, some of you are being rattled right now. Some of you have had dreams that, that are what we call reoccurring dreams. They keep being played over and over and over again. Uh, and, and why is that? It's because that learning hasn't taken place. Somewhere you haven't digested or embraced the message of what is being conveyed. So it's being played. There's a correction or a warning that's being played over and over and over again so that you can receive and make the adjustment. And it's rattled you. I've had that. I experienced that. And it didn't take me long before I made that adjustment. Say, oh, wait, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. Let me, let me, let me line up here. The third origin of our dreams comes from our middleman, the soul man, or the natural man. These dreams often reflect our emotional needs. The soul man is neutral and will gravitate to whatever is feeding it. Pregnant women often have dreams that are often mixed with the baby. Yeah, baby's dream. And so these dreams are, um, they're, they're, they're strange, you know, because they, they come out in different forms and, 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 you know, you might have a pickle growing out of the baby's nose and all kind of, all kind of things because the baby's dreams as well and it's mixed in with the mother. There's, there's chemistry dreams as a result of, 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 of taking some kind of chemical, put it into your natural body and the body processes it and it affects, it affects your dreams. But, but listen, listen, listen here. As you, as you allow God to speak to you, he will override that middleman, your soul man, and speak directly to you. You understand? And we're going to discuss the difference between soul dreams in, in our upcoming episodes so that you can distinguish it. That's why I left it out for the last category of the three that we're discussing here tonight. It's because that's in a class by itself. Because the, the, the soulish dreams oftentimes can reflect both worlds because it, it's in the middle. And what you're feeding yourself can, can also open yourself up to what you've allowed to be downloaded. Case in point, if you're looking at a horror movie prior to you going to bed, your spirit is open up to that and, 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 and you'll notice that sometimes you'll begin to process segments of that movie in your dream. That's what you did. You, you, you processed that. Your mind, will, and emotion absorbed what's going on. That's why I don't, I'm careful what I, I download prior to me going to sleep because I want to keep myself in a position 
that I'm open to what God is saying or trying to process to me. You understand? Now, what I want to discuss with you quickly is I want to talk about the three types of dream recipients. There are three types of dream recipients that every one of us fall into this category. The first one is the passive dreamer. The passive dreamer, they're like the the package that was delivered to your home, but it sits on your porch for days or weeks, maybe even months. Nobody pays attention to it. They just walk past it, not even giving attention that a package has been delivered. And so it goes unattended. They're the ones that say, I never dream. And so they miss opportunities. They're not to lot. They don't journal down no dreams. From here on, I'm, I'm encouraging you. Write it down. Write it down, folks. Write it down. Take a napkin. Take toilet paper. Whatever your hands finds. Write down your dream. I've wrote. I've written it down on the most accessible material that I could write because I know that to retain those dreams is like a fleeting bird in flight. That if I don't document those dreams quickly enough, it'll leave. So you immediately document those dreams. It doesn't matter. Then you can put it in your journal, but get into the practice of journaling your dreams. Don't be passive about it. Don't discard them and, and say, oh, you know what, I'll get to it when I get to know. Get into it's a dis, it's discipline now. It's gonna take some discipline. It's gonna take, and God will grace you with the discipline, but discipline yourself to show God. Show God that God, okay, I recognize you're speaking to me. Because I'm gonna tell you something. It's one thing to, for you to receive dreams, but when those dreams begin to act out in your life, it takes on a different meaning. I used to be that guy, used to take my dreams for granted, and discard them, pawn them off, until those dreams started unraveling and coming to pass. I was like, oh, ooh, whoa, what is this? Then I begin to look at dreams in a different, in a different manner. And see, and that's, that's, what, that's what might happen or might have to happen to you is that you, you're gonna have to see things take place in your life. And you'll, you'll know because the spirit of truth will bring back to your remembrance what was sealed in your spirit in the nighttime hour and he'll activate your memory and say, oh, that's it. I dreamt that. It would be like deja vu. So I mean, I've been here. I've been here. I remember. I, I don't I remember I had a dream about this. That's when learning takes place now. That's when you become more respectful to your dreams. But but start now. Start now. Don't 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 wait until later. Start now. Start the discipline of jotting your dreams down. Don't be passive. Don't be don't be nonchalant about your dreams. Jot it down. Dream recipient number two is the impulsive dreamer. He hears the knock of his subconscious while he's sleeping, but he doesn't check the source of the dream. He signs for everything except dreams that were not intended 
or designated for him and throw away the dreams that he was supposed to sign for. He just, just anything, anything that comes, he just, and don't, and don't check nothing. Well, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. Because in that process, you miss a lot of opportunities, appointments. There's timings. And a lot of our appointments and assignments. And those dreams are the links. And so when you fail to recognize the dreams that you are supposed to adhere to, you set yourself back some months. Some I'm convinced that there are some that missed, missed the point. Now God's a God of second chance. He'll give you a second, he'll give you a second opportunity. But I'm convinced there's some that missed their opportunity when that significant other was supposed to meet them at a time and day, but they failed to hear God speaking to them. Or God showed them in a dream of their spouse that they're supposed to marry. I'm convinced. Dream recipient number three is the category that we all want to be in, and that's the analytical dreamer. That is the one who carefully analyzes and categorizes dreams. He knows the source from which the dreams come from. He recognizes the three sources: the dreams that come from God, the dreams that come from the demonic realm, and the dreams that come from his natural man or the soulish man. He understands how, which ones to discard and which ones to keep. And so he's not, he's not passive and he's not reluctant when it comes. He understands and he documents because these dreams are the connections to his destiny. Well, we received a dream from a, a dreamer that uh, sent us a dream that we titled Snake Bite Elevator Ride. It's a rather unique dream because the dreamer had two dreams that were coinciding the one. The first dream, she was sitting in the living room with her father and a snake bit her on her fist. She asked her father to help her, but he didn't. She was rattled by the fact that it was on her. So then the dream switched and she was on an elevator. She said, the elevator was going to the seventh floor, but then the elevator stopped and it started going down. And when it opened up, it was dim. And she heard the noise of a beast-like dog. People were running out of the elevator in fear, but she stayed in the elevator. This beast was chasing everyone around, but its focus was on her all along. Then it started coming to her while she was in the elevator, coming toward her face to try to bite her. And then the dream ended. And I explained to the young lady that this dream was a warning dream, but also a dream of evaluation. And we're going to discuss in our next episode the types of dreams 
in the categories of dreams. This dream being a warning dream because she was in the living room with her father. Living room. It's a play on words. A room that is to be life enhancing and life giving with her father, which was representing her heavenly father, who she was in his presence. But then there came a snake. A snake is nothing but a long tail, a deceptive long lie that bit her on her right hand and her hand was closed, a closed fist. When you close your fist, that means you can't grab, you can't embrace. So she was closed off to receive what she asked her father to do. And she asked her father to help her. And he didn't. Not that he couldn't, but he didn't help her because her hand was closed. Now, I want to explain to you that the right hand was bit, not the left. The right hand is your strong hand. That's your where your, your faith and in, 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 in it represents your belief and what you, you stand for. That was attacked. That was bit. And it rattled her. She said that she got up, she went to the restroom, came back, and she had a second dream. And this dream coincided with the other dream. Many times when you have back-to-back dreams, it's, it, it might be different, but the message is same once you interpret it because God is trying to come from a different angle so that you can get one message. And in this dream, she dreamt that she was on an elevator. She said this elevator was going to the seventh floor. Why the seventh floor? Because the number seven, seven was the day that God rests. After he completed the creation on earth, he rested. In other words, it was, the, it was a number of completion, a number of maturity. God intended for her to be elevated to a place of completion, maturity, promotion, but the elevator began to, it began to descend down to the level that she occupied and it opened up. It was dim and she heard the noise of a beast-like dog that was attacking people, chasing them. But while it was chasing everyone, she was in the elevator looking at people being chased down by this beast while its eyes was focused on her. And as it was chasing everyone looking at her, it began to come toward her. And it went and launched at her face to deface her, to take away her image. And then the dream ended. And I explained to the young lady that the enemy wants to deface her and take away her image, that she will recognize who she is. And the reason the dream ended, because that was not the conclusion of her life to end as a disfaced member of society. She will be the one that writes the script to the end of this dream. When you have dreams that just abruptly ends, it's because God has given you the ownership and and the penmanship to write the script to the end of that dream. And I told her, I said, it's God's will 
and God's plan for you to be elevated. It's not God's will that you be intimidated by beastly images of the past to disface you and put you in a place of bondage. Some of you might be able to identify with this dream. This is why we share these dreams that come in because uh, many times the dreams, you can identify your dream or even understand how we interpret these dreams and how they line up with yours. And this young lady received it and uh, and we're, we're, we're praying for her that she'll continue to grow as God intended for her to grow. And I want to encourage you to write us uh, email us your dreams at nightdreams at mail.com. That's N-I-T-E dreams at mail, M-A-I-L.com. Send them in. Send your dreams in. They're coming in. Um, and we're, we're getting uh, some tremendous uh, feedback uh, how their, their lives have really been impacted. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to continue to write your dreams down. Before I leave, I want to, I want to pray for you um, that God would continuously open your ears to give you understanding that you'll have hearing ears and seeing eyes and that you'll perceive and understand what God is saying in your dreams. Maybe some of you are, are not sure uh, the direction that you're going and you're, you're, you're kind of confused and, and you haven't connected all the dots. These are the most glorious times that we can be living in. The open, there's an open heaven over planet Earth. Supernatural things are happening. And God wants you to be a part of it. I want to say, leave this one thing with you. That if he can't catch you in a day, he'll meet you in your night dreams. God bless and we'll see you next week. Welcome to Night Dreams, where we discuss the interpretive meaning of dreams from a biblical perspective. We welcome everyone who is tuned in for the first time. This is our third episode, and the subject that we're going to be discussing is identifying the source of your dreams, identifying the source of your dreams. Job 33rd chapter 14 through the 17th verse Christian Standard Bible says, For God speaks time and again, but a person may not notice it. Notice here what it says. It says, God speaks, but just because a person doesn't notice it doesn't mean that God isn't speaking to them. That means that everybody has dreams. It's just that something is in between the place of when God delivers it until the time that it's downloaded in your spirit. It says, in a dream he speaks, in a vision in the night, when deep sleep falls upon people as they slumber in their beds, he chooses the nighttime hour 
when you're vulnerable, when you're not distracted, when you're not looking at television, when you're not on the phone, when, when you're not occupied in your thinkings and your thoughts, you're suspended between heaven and earth. God chooses that vulnerable hour of the night to speak to you. He uncovers their ears at that time, terrifies them, it says, with warnings in order to turn a person from his action. That's the, that is the mercy and the grace of God. He, his purpose is to turn a person from his action and suppress his pride. He's trying to reach you, man. He's he's chasing you down. He's he's even interrupting your dreams. Now, like like I mentioned in the last episode, God is God. He can do what he wants. He can interrupt and has interrupted in broad daylight. But he likes that one-on-one intimate moment when you're when you're least distracted to speak and seal your instruction. Isn't that that's awesome? The God of the universe has taken time to disrupt my schedule so that he can have that one-on-one with me. Because if it was left to many of us, you'd be so occupied with your busy schedule, with your little, with your dates, with your outings, with your physical training, you wouldn't give God the time of day. So he has to interrupt your schedule and catch you at your most vulnerable time, and that's when you're asleep. But that's because he loves you, and he'll do everything he can to reach the creation that he loves so very much. And so we want to discuss, we want to, we want to, we want to dig into this. For, so for the next few minutes, get your pen, your, your pencil, take notes, listen to this, uh, this, this, this podcast over again. And, and, and because some, some things, some things are caught by repetitiously listening over and over again. You can catch it. You can you can catch it and download it in your spirit, because there are some of you, and and we've been getting calls. We've been getting we've been getting uh, folks texting us, and they're, they're they're telling us, listen, since we've been listening to the podcast, you know, something has opened. I've I've been open to 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 receive more dream downloads, because you know, it, it, it God, it's not it's not on the part of God. It's on our part. He's a communicator, but he doesn't just use dreams. He uses various means, but but as, as Jesus said, he that has an ear to hear, he that has an ear to hear, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. It's on the listening part that often catches us unaware. So we got to ask for listening ears, seeing eyes and listening or hearing ears so that you'll listen more attentively what is being said. But I, I want to go down here because I, I want to deal with the three sources, three sources 
that dreams come from. Now, you got to understand this, and I don't, for the sake of time, I, I just kind of want to give you just a, just a, uh, overview. But but man is a tripartite being. Man is a spirit. He possesses a soul and he lives in the body. Man's spirit is made in the image of God. When you die, you because you're an eternal being, you will live on through eternity. But then man has a soul that is made up of his, of his will and emotion. Your attitude, your personality, which distinguishes you from every other human being. You can have identical twins, but you can tell they're different in their personality. One might be a little bit more conservative. The other one might be a little bit more outspoken. You can tell the, the soulish man. That's what, that's what distinguishes us. And then we have this body, this flesh. Jesus said the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He's the weakest member of our triune. He's the, the weakest member. He's the shell or the house that houses our spirit and our soul. And just like we're made up as tripartite beings, you have the Godhead that is made up of three too. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now the Son, Jesus, was the flesh of God. God the Father sits on the throne and the Holy Spirit dwells here on the earth. So we're dealing with the numbers of threes. And there's actually three origins of where your dreams come from and they're in sync with how man is made and how the Trinity or the Godhead is designed. This is awesome. But I write this down. This is kind of give you an understanding because when, when you understand the origins of dreams, you, you'll begin to be a little bit more careful when it comes to signing for these dreams. Because see, your, your dreams is just like FedEx. The delivery man that comes to your door. And he'll knock but it's up to you to decide whether or not you're gonna open the door and sign for that package. Now there's some packages you're not to be signing for, but if you don't know how to distinguish those from what where you're supposed to sign as, as, as far as those that you're supposed to receive and those that you're supposed to discard, You'll have a tendency to sign what you're supposed to trash and trash those that you were supposed to sign. There are some that you're not supposed to ever receive and just shut the door and leave it at that. So if you have a pen, write this down. Dreams from God and there are dreams from the demonic realm. Now the dreams from God are peaceful. They, they leave you in, in awe. They leave you in peace. But the dreams from the demonic realm, they leave you tormented. The dreams from God, they, they're, they're bright and colorful. 
You know, when you have these dreams, you know, you, you have multicolors, colors that you probably never even really seen. Some of the colors in your dreams, you can't even, you can't, some of them you can't even identify. But the colors from the demonic realm are dark, dull, muted, muted colors, dim. The colors speak messages, red, in the positive sense, represents wisdom and power. So there's a positive and a negative to colors and dreams, but but what what the dreams from God, they're never muted and dark and dim and gloomy. Dreams from God give you hope. They give you an answer, a solution. But dreams from the demonic realm, they leave you hopeless. No way out, no way out. As a result, many, many feel that way and commit suicide because they don't, they don't feel that there's no way out, like they're boxed in, they're in prison. Dreams from God gives joy, but dreams from the demonic realm leaves you depressed. How many of you felt that? All of us have had dreams from the demonic realm. In fact, if you that's the only way that you can distinguish the two is that you've had to have, have experienced these dreams from the demonic realm and dreams from God to be able to decipher between the two and determine which one am I going to trash and which one am I going to keep and sign for. Dreams from God provide love and support. But dreams from the demonic realm leaves you abandoned, rejected, and isolated. Dreams from God, they provide restoration. But dreams from the demonic realm leaves you violated. Now understand this, understand this people, understand this. What I'm about to say. Because there are dreams from God that can leave you rattled, shaken in your knees. Particularly the warning dreams, which we're going to be discussing uh, possibly in, in uh, later on in this session or, or next session that we have. But but don't 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 get me wrong. There are dreams from God that will rattle you to the point where you can eat. There are Bible examples where God spoke in the dream. These dreams came from the throne of God and it rattled, it it disquieted, it, it disrupted the peace of the recipient in such a way that they couldn't even eat or sleep. So, but, but, but this, this is, this is the key. In spite of how they felt, there was still an answer and solution. No matter how he rattles you, some of you are being rattled right now. Some of you have had dreams that that are what we call reoccurring dreams. They keep being played over and over and over again. Uh, and, And why is that? It's because that learning hasn't taken place. Somewhere you haven't digested or embraced the message of what is being conveyed. 
So it's being played. There's a correction or a warning that's being played over and over and over again so that you can receive and make the adjustment. And it's rattled you. I've, I've had that. I experienced that. And it didn't take me long before I made that adjustment. Say, so, oh, wait, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. Let me, let me, let me line up here. The third origin of our dreams comes from our middle man, the soul man, or the natural man. These dreams often reflect our emotional needs. The soul man is neutral and will gravitate to whatever is feeding it. Pregnant women often have dreams that are often mixed with the baby. Yeah, baby's dream. And so these dreams are, um, they're, they're, they're strange, you know, because they, they come out in different forms and, 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 you know, you might have a pickle growing out of the baby's nose and all kind of, all kind of things because the baby's dreams as well. And it's mixed in with the mother. There's, there's chemistry dreams as a result of, 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 of taking some kind of chemical put it into your natural body and the body processes it and it affects it affects your dreams but but listen 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 here as you as you allow God to speak to you he will override that middleman your soul man and speak directly to you you understand and we're going to discuss the difference between soul dreams and and our upcoming episodes so that you can distinguish it. That's why I left it out for the last category of the three that we're discussing here tonight. It's because that's in a class by itself. Because the the, the soulish dreams oftentimes can reflect both worlds because it, it's in the middle. And what you're feeding yourself can, can also open yourself up to what you've allowed to be downloaded. Case in point, if you're looking at a horror movie prior to you going to bed, your spirit is open up to that and, 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 and you'll notice that sometimes you'll begin to process segments of that movie in your dream. That's what you did. You, you, you processed that. Your mind, will, and emotion absorb what's going. That's why I don't. I'm careful what I I download prior to me going to sleep because I want to keep myself in a position that I'm open to what God is saying or trying to process to me. You understand? Now, what I want to discuss with you quickly is I want to talk about the three types of dream recipients. There are three types of dream recipients that every one of us fall into this category. The first one is the passive dreamer. The passive dreamer, they're like the, the package that was delivered to your home, but it sits on your porch for days or weeks, and maybe even months. Nobody pays attention to it. They just walk past it not even giving attention that a package has been delivered. And so it goes unattended. They're the ones that say, I never dream. 
And so they miss opportunities. They're not to lie. They don't journal down no dreams. From here on, I'm, I'm encouraging you. Write it down. Write it down, folks. Write it down. Take a napkin. Take toilet paper. Whatever your hands finds. Write down your dream. I've wrote. I've written it down on the most accessible material that I could write because I know that to retain those dreams is like a fleeting bird in flight. Then if I don't document those dreams quickly enough, it'll leave. So you immediately document those dreams. It doesn't matter. Then you can put it in your journal, but get into the practice of journaling your dreams. Don't be passive about it. Don't discard them and, and say, oh, you know what, I'll get to them when I get to know. Get into it's a dis, it's discipline now. It's gonna take some discipline. It's gonna take, and God will grace you with the discipline, but discipline yourself to show God. Show God that God, okay, I recognize you're speaking to me. Because I'm gonna tell you something. It's one thing to, for you to receive dreams, but when those dreams begin to act out in your life, it takes on a different meaning. I used to be that guy used to take my dreams for granted, and discard them, pawn them off, until those dreams started unraveling and coming to pass. I said, like, oh, ooh, whoa, what is this? Then I began to look at dreams in a different, in a different manner. And see, and that's, that's what, that's what, might happen or might have to happen to you is that you, you're going to have to see things take place in your life and you'll, you'll know because the spirit of truth will bring back to your remembrance what was sealed in your spirit in the nighttime hour and he'll activate your memory and say oh that's it I dreamt that it'll be like deja vu so I mean, I've been here I've been here I remember I I remember I had a dream about this. That's when learning takes place now. That's when you become more respectful to your dreams. But but start now. Start now. Don't, don't, Don't wait until later. Start now. Start the discipline of jotting your dreams down. Don't be passive. Don't be, don't be nonchalant about your dreams. Jot it down. Dream recipient number two is the impulsive dreamer. He hears the knock of his subconscious while he's sleeping, but he doesn't check the source of the dream. He signs for everything except dreams that were not intended or designated for him and throw away the dreams that he was supposed to sign for. He just, just anything, anything that comes. He just, and don't, and don't check nothing. Well, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. Because in that process, you miss a lot of opportunities, appointments. There's timings. And a lot of our appointments and assignments. And those dreams are the links. And so when you fail to recognize the dreams that you are supposed to adhere to, you set yourself back some months. Some, I'm convinced that there are some that missed, missed the point. Now, God's a God of second chance. He'll give you a second. He'll give you a second opportunity. But I'm convinced there's some that missed their opportunity. 
when that significant other was supposed to meet them at a time and date, but they failed to hear God speaking to them or God showed them in a dream of their spouse that they're supposed to marry. I'm convinced. Dream recipient number three is the category that we all want to be in, and that's the analytical dreamer. That is the one who carefully analyzes and categorizes dreams. He knows the source from which the dreams come from. He recognizes the three sources, the dreams that come from God, the dreams that come from the demonic realm, and the dreams that come from his natural man or the soulish man. He understands how, which ones to discard and which ones to keep. And so he's not, he's not passive and he's not reluctant when it comes. He understands and he documents because these dreams are the connections to his destiny. Well, we received a dream from a uh, dreamer that uh, sent us a dream that we titled Snake Bite Elevator Ride. It's a rather unique dream because the dreamer had two dreams that were coinciding the one. The first dream, she was sitting in the living room with her father and a snake bit her on her fist. She asked her father to help her, but he didn't. She was rattled by the fact that it was on her. So then the dream switched and she was on an elevator and she said, the elevator was going to the seventh floor, but then the elevator stopped and it started going down. And when it opened up, it was dim. And she heard the noise of a beast-like dog. People were running out of the elevator in fear, but she stayed in the elevator. This beast was chasing everyone around, but its focus was on her all along. Then it started coming to her while she was in the elevator, coming toward her face to try to bite her. And then the dream ended. And I explained to the young lady that this dream was a warning dream, but also a dream of evaluation. And we're going to discuss in our next episode, the types of dreams and the categories of dreams. This dream being a warning dream because she was in the living room with her father. Living room. It's a play on words. A room that is to be life enhancing and life giving with her father, which was representing her heavenly father, who she was in his presence. But then there came a snake. A snake is nothing but a long tail, a deceptive long lie that bit her on her right hand and her hand was closed, a closed fist. When you close your fist, that means you can't grab, you can't embrace. So she was closed off to receive what she asked her father to do. And she asked her father to help her. And he didn't. Not that he couldn't, 
but he didn't help her because her hand was closed. Now, I want to explain to you that the right hand was bit, not the left. The right hand is your strong hand. That's your where your, your faith and in, 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 in it represents your belief and what you, you stand for. That was attacked. That was bit. And it rattled her. She said that she got up, she went to the restroom, came back, and she had a second dream. And this dream coincided with the other dream. Many times when you have back-to-back dreams, it's, it, it might be different, but the message is same once you interpret it because God is trying to come from a different angle so that you can get one message. And in this dream, she dreamt that she was on an elevator. She said this elevator was going to the seventh floor. Why the seventh floor? Because the number seven, seven was the day that God rests. After he completed the creation on earth, he rested. In other words, it was the it was a number of completion, a number of maturity. God intended for her to be elevated to a place of completion, maturity, promotion, but the elevator began to it began to descend down to the level that she occupied and it opened up. It was dim and she heard the noise of a beast-like dog that was attacking people, chasing them. But while it was chasing everyone, she was in the elevator looking at people being chased down by this beast while its eyes was focused on her. And as it was chasing everyone looking at her, it began to come toward her and it went and launched at her face to deface her, to take away her image. And then the dream ended. And I explained to the young lady that the enemy wants to deface her and take away her image, that she will not recognize who she is. And the reason the dream ended, because that was not the conclusion of her life to end as a disfaced member of society. She will be the one that writes the script to the end of this dream. When you have dreams that just abruptly ends, it's because God has given you the ownership and, and the penmanship to write the script to the end of that dream. And I told her, I said, it's God's will and God's plan for you to be elevated. It's not God's will that you be intimidated by beastly images of the past to disface you and put you in a place of bondage. Some of you might be able to identify with this dream. This is why we share these dreams that come in, because uh, many times the dreams, you can identify your dream or even understand how we interpret these dreams and how they line up with yours. And this young lady received it and uh, and we're, we're, we're praying for her that she'll continue to grow as God intended for her to grow. And I want to encourage you to write us, uh, email us your dreams at nightdreams at mail.com. That's N-I-T-E dreams at mail, 
M-A-I-L.com. Send them in. Send your dreams in. They're coming in. Um, and we're, we're getting uh, some tremendous uh, feedback uh, how their, their lives have really been impacted. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to continue to write your dreams down. Before I leave, I want to, I want to pray for you um, that God would continuously open your ears to give you understanding that you'll have hearing ears and seeing eyes and that you'll perceive and understand what God is saying in your dreams. Maybe some of you are, are not sure uh, the direction that you're going and you're, you're, you're kind of confused and, and you haven't connected all the dots. These are the most glorious times that we can be living in. The open, there's an open heaven over planet Earth. Supernatural things are happening. And God wants you to be a part of it. I want to say, leave this one thing with you. That if he can't catch you in a day, he'll meet you in your night dreams. God bless and we'll see you next week. Welcome to Night Dreams, where we discuss the interpretive meaning of dreams from a biblical perspective. We welcome everyone who is tuned in for the first time. This is our third episode, and the subject that we're going to be discussing is identifying the source of your dreams, identifying the source of your dreams. Job 33rd chapter, 14 through the 17th verse, Christian Standard Bible says, for God speaks time and again, but a person may not notice it. Notice here what it says. It says, God speaks, but just because a person doesn't notice it doesn't mean that God isn't speaking to them. That means that everybody has dreams. It's just that something is in between the place of when God delivers it until the time that it's downloaded in your spirit. It says, in a dream he speaks, in a vision in the night, when deep sleep falls upon people as they slumber in their beds, he chooses the nighttime hour. When you're vulnerable, when you're not distracted, when you're not looking at television, when you're not on the phone, when, when you're not occupied in your thinkings and your thoughts, you're suspended between heaven and earth. God chooses that vulnerable hour of the night to speak to you. He uncovers their ears at that time, terrifies them, it says, with warnings in order to turn a person from his action. That's the, that is the mercy and the grace of God. He, his purpose is to turn a person from his action and suppress his pride. 
He's trying to reach you, man. He's he's chasing you down. He's he's even interrupting your dreams. Now, like like I mentioned in the last episode, God is God. He can do what he wants. He can interrupt and has interrupted in broad daylight. But he likes that one-on-one intimate moment when you're when you're least distracted to speak and seal your instruction. Isn't that that's awesome? The God of the universe has taken time to disrupt my schedule so that he can have that one-on-one with me. Because if it was left to many of us, you'd be so occupied with your busy schedule, with your little, with your dates, with your outings, with your physical training, you wouldn't give God the time of day So he has to interrupt your schedule and catch you at your most vulnerable time, and that's when you're asleep. But that's because he loves you, and he'll do everything he can to reach the creation that he loves so very much. And so we want to discuss, we want to, we want to, we want to dig into this. For, so for the next few minutes, get your pen, your, your pencil, take notes, listen to this, uh, this, this, this podcast over again. And, and, and because some, some things, some things are caught by repetitiously listening over and over again. You can catch it. You can, you can catch it and download it in your spirit. Because there are some of you, and, and we've been getting calls, we've been getting, we've been getting uh, folks texting us, and they're, they're, they're telling us, listen, since we've been listening to the podcast, you know, something has opened. I've, I've been open to, 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 to receive more dream downloads. Because, you know, it, 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 God, it's not, it's not on the part of God, it's on our part. He's a communicator. But he doesn't just use dreams. He uses various means. But but as, as Jesus said, he that has an ear to hear, he that has an ear to hear, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. It's on the listening part that often catches us unaware. So we got to ask for listening ears seeing eyes and listening or hearing ears so that you'll listen more attentively what is being said. But I, I want to go down here because I, I want to deal with the three sources, three sources that dreams come from. Now, you got to understand this, and I don't, for the sake of time, I, I just kind of want to give you just a, just a, uh, overview, but but man is a tripartite being. Man is a spirit. He possesses a soul, and he lives in the body. Man's spirit is made in the image of God. When you die, you because you're an eternal being, you will live on through eternity. But then man has a soul that is made up his, of his will and emotion, your attitude, your personality, which distinguishes you from every other human being. You can have identical twins, but you can tell they're different in their personality. One might be a little bit more conservative. The other one might be a little bit more outspoken. You can tell the the soulish man. That's what what distinguishes us. 
And then we have this body, this flesh. Jesus said the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He's the weakest member of our triune. He's the, the weakest member. He's the shell or the house that houses our spirit and our soul. And just like we're made up as tripartite beings, you have the Godhead that is made up of three, two. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now the Son, Jesus, was the flesh of God. God the Father sits on the throne. And the Holy Spirit dwells here on the earth. So we're dealing with the numbers of threes. And there's actually three origins of where your dreams come from. And they're in sync with how man is made and how the Trinity or the Godhead is designed. This is awesome. But I write this down. This is kind of give you understanding because when, when you understand the origins of dreams, you, you'll begin to be a little bit more careful when it comes to signing for these dreams. Because see, your, your dreams is just like FedEx. The delivery man that comes to your door. And he'll knock but it's up to you to decide whether or not you're going to open the door and sign for that package. Now, there's some packages you're not to be signing for. But if you don't know how to distinguish those from what where you're supposed to sign as, as, as far as those that you're supposed to receive and those that you're supposed to discard, You'll have a tendency to sign what you're supposed to trash and trash those that you were supposed to sign. There are some that you're not supposed to ever receive and just shut the door and leave it at that. So if you have a pen, write this down. Dreams from God and there are dreams from the demonic realm. Now the dreams from God are peaceful. They, they leave you in, in awe. They leave you in peace. But the dreams from the demonic realm, they leave you tormented. The dreams from God, they, they're, they're bright and colorful. You know, when you have these dreams, you know, you, you have multicolors, colors that you probably never even really seen. Some of the colors in your dreams, you can't even, you can't, some of them you can't even identify. But the colors from the demonic realm are dark, dull, muted, muted colors, dim. The colors speak messages, red in the positive sense represents wisdom and power. So there's a positive and a negative to colors and dreams, but but with, with the dreams from God, they're never muted and dark and dim and gloomy. Dreams from God give you hope. They give you an answer, a solution. But dreams from the demonic realm, they leave you hopeless. No way out, no way out. 
As a result, many, many feel that way and commit suicide because they don't, they don't feel that there's no way out, like they're boxed in, they're in prison. Dreams from God gives joy, but dreams from the demonic realm leaves you depressed. How many of you felt that? All of us have had dreams from the demonic realm. In fact, if you, that's the only way that you can distinguish the two is that you've had to have experienced these dreams from the demonic realm and dreams from God to be able to decipher between the two and determine which one am I going to trash and which one am I going to keep and sign for. Dreams from God provide love and support. But dreams from the demonic realm leaves you abandoned, rejected, and isolated. Dreams from God, they provide restoration. But dreams from the demonic realm leaves you violated. Now understand this, understand this people, understand this. What I'm about to say. Because there are dreams from God that can leave you rattled, shaken in your knees. Particularly the warning dreams, which we're going to be discussing uh, possibly in, in uh, later on in this session or, or next session that we have. But but don't 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 get me wrong. There are dreams from God that will rattle you to the point where you can't eat. There are Bible examples where God spoke in the dream. These dreams came from the throne of God and it rattled, it, it disquieted, it, it disrupted the peace of the recipient in such a way that they couldn't even eat or sleep. So, but 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 this this is this is the key. In spite of how they felt, there was still an answer and solution. No matter how he rattles you, some of you are being rattled right now. Some of you have had dreams that, that are what we call reoccurring dreams. They keep being played over and over and over again. Uh, and, and why is that? It's because that learning hasn't taken place. Somewhere you haven't digested or embraced the message of what is being conveyed. So it's being played. There's a correction or a warning that's being played over and over and over again so that you can receive and make the adjustment. And it's rattled you. I've had that. I experienced that. And it didn't take me long before I made that adjustment. Say, oh, wait, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. Let me, let me, let me line up here. The third origin of our dreams comes from our middleman, the soul man, or the natural man. These dreams often reflects our emotional needs. The soul man is neutral and will gravitate to whatever is feeding it. Pregnant women often have dreams that are often mixed with the baby. Yeah, baby's dream. 
And so these dreams are, um, they're, they're, they're strange, you know, because they, they come out in different forms and, 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 you know, you might have a pickle growing out of the baby's nose and all kind of, all kind of things because the baby's dreams as well. And it's mixed in with the mother. There's, there's chemistry dreams as a result of, 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 of taking some kind of chemical, put it into your natural body and the body processes it and it affects it affects your dreams. But but listen, listen, listen here. As you as you allow God to speak to you, he will override that middleman, your soul man, and speak directly to you. You understand? And we're going to discuss the difference between soul dreams and, and our upcoming episodes so that you can distinguish it. That's why I left it out for the last category of the three that we're discussing here tonight. It's because that's in a class by itself. Because the the, the soulish dreams oftentimes can reflect both worlds because it, it's in the middle. And what you're feeding yourself can, can also open yourself up to what you've allowed to be downloaded. Case in point, if you're looking at a horror movie prior to you going to bed, your spirit is open up to that and, and, and <laughs> you'll notice that sometimes you'll begin to process segments of that movie in your dream. That's what you did. You, you, you processed that. Your mind, will, and emotion absorbed what's going. That's why I don't. I'm careful what I I download prior to me going to sleep because I want to keep myself in a position that I'm open to what God is saying or trying to process to me. You understand? Now, what I want to discuss with you quickly is I want to talk about the three types of dream recipients. There are three types of dream recipients that every one of us fall into this category. The first one is the passive dreamer. The passive dreamer, they're like the the package that was delivered to your home, but it sits on your porch for days or weeks, and maybe even months. Nobody pays attention to it. They just walk past it not even given attention that a package has been delivered. And so it goes unattended. They're the ones that say, I never dream. And so they miss opportunities. They're not to lot. They don't journal down no dreams. From here on, I'm, I'm encouraging you. Write it down, write it down, folks, write it down. Take a napkin, take toilet paper, whatever your hands finds, write down your dream. I've wrote, I've written it down on the most accessible material that I could write because I know that to retain those dreams is like a fleeting bird in flight. Then if I don't document those dreams quickly enough, it'll leave. So you immediately document those dreams. It doesn't matter. Then you can put it in your journal, but get into the practice of journaling your dreams. Don't be passive about it. 
Don't discard them and, and say, oh, you know what, I'll get to them when I get to know. Get into it's a dis, it's discipline now. It's gonna take some discipline. It's gonna take, and God will grace you with the discipline, but discipline yourself to show God. Show God that God, okay, I recognize you're speaking to me. Because I'm gonna tell you something. It's one thing for you to receive dreams, but when those dreams begin to act out in your life, it takes on a different meaning. I used to be that guy, used to take my dreams for granted, discard them, pawn them off, until those dreams started unraveling and coming to pass. I was like, oh, whoa, what is this? Then I begin to look at dreams in a different, in a different manner, and see, and that's that's what that's what might happen or might have to happen to you is that you, you're going to have to see things take place in your life, and you'll you'll know because the spirit of truth will bring back to your remembrance what was sealed in your spirit in the nighttime hour, and he'll activate your memory and say, oh, that's it." I dreamt that. It would be like deja vu. So I've been here. I've been here. I remember. I I remember. I had a dream about this. That's when learning takes place now. That's when you become more respectful to your dreams. But but start now. Start now. Don't, don't, Don't wait until later. Start now. Start the discipline of jotting your dreams down. Don't be passive. Don't be, don't be nonchalant about your dreams. Jot it down. Dream recipient number two is the impulsive dreamer. He hears the knock of his subconscious while he's sleeping, but he doesn't check the source of the dream. He signs for everything except dreams that were not intended or designated for him and throw away the dreams that he was supposed to sign for. He just, just anything, anything that comes. He just, and don't, and don't check nothing. Well, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. Because in that process, you miss a lot of opportunities, appointments. There's timings. And a lot of our appointments and assignments. And those dreams are the links. And so when you fail to recognize the dreams that you are supposed to adhere to, you set yourself back some months. Some I'm convinced that there are some that missed, missed the point. Now God's a God of second chance. He'll give you a second, he'll give you a second opportunity. But I'm convinced there's some that missed their opportunity when that significant other was supposed to meet them at a time and date, but they failed to hear God speaking to them, or God showed them in a dream of their spouse that they're supposed to marry. I'm convinced. Dream recipient number three is the category that we all want to be in, and that's the analytical dreamer. 
That is the one who carefully analyzes and categorizes dreams. He knows the source from which the dreams come from. He recognizes the three sources, the dreams that come from God, the dreams that come from the demonic realm, and the dreams that come from his natural man or the soulish man. He understands how, which ones to discard and which ones to keep. And so he's not he's not passive and he's not reluctant when it comes. He understands and he documents because these dreams are the connections to his destiny. Well, we received a dream from a, a dreamer that uh, sent us a dream that we titled Snake Bite Elevator Ride. It's a rather unique dream because the dreamer had two dreams that were coinciding the one. The first dream, she was sitting in the living room with her father and a snake bit her on her fist. She asked her father to help her, but he didn't. She was rattled by the fact that it was on her. So then the dream switched and she was on an elevator and she said, the elevator was going to the seventh floor, but then the elevator stopped and it started going down. And when it opened up, it was dim. And she heard the noise of a beast-like dog. People were running out of the elevator in fear, but she stayed in the elevator. This beast was chasing everyone around, but its focus was on her all along. Then it started coming to her while she was in the elevator, coming toward her face to try to bite her. And then the dream ended. And I explained to the young lady that this dream was a warning dream, but also a dream of evaluation. And we're going to discuss in our next episode, the types of dreams and the categories of dreams. This dream being a warning dream because she was in the living room with her father. Living room. It's a play on words. A room that is to be life enhancing and life giving with her father, which was representing her heavenly father, who she was in his presence. But then there came a snake. A snake is nothing but a long tail, a deceptive long lie that bit her on her right hand and her hand was closed, a closed fist. When you close your fist, that means you can't grab, you can't embrace. So she was closed off to receive what she asked her father to do. And she asked her father to help her. And he didn't. Not that he couldn't, but he didn't help her because her hand was closed. Now, I want to explain to you that the right hand was bit, not the left. The right hand is your strong hand. That's your where your your faith and 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 it represents your belief and what you you stand for. That was attacked. That was bit. 
and it rattled her. She said that she got up, she went to the restroom, came back, and she had a second dream. And this dream coincide with the other dream. Many times when you have back-to-back dreams, it's, it, it might be different, but the message is same once you interpret it because God is trying to come from a different angle so that you can get one message. And in this dream, she dreamt that she was on an elevator. She said this elevator was going to the seventh floor. Why the seventh floor? Because the number seven, seven was the day that God rests. After he completed the creation on earth, he rested. In other words, it was the it was a number of completion, a number of maturity. God intended for her to be elevated to a place of completion, maturity, promotion, but the elevator began to it began to descend down to the level that she occupied and it opened up it was dim and she heard the noise of a beast-like dog that was attacking people chasing them but while it was chasing everyone she was in the elevator looking at people being chased down by this beast while its eyes was focused on her and as it was chasing everyone looking at her It began to come toward her and it went and launched at her face to deface her, to take away her image. And then the dream ended. And I explained to the young lady that the enemy wants to deface her and take away her image, that she will not recognize who she is. And the reason the dream ended, because that was not the conclusion of her life to end as a disfaced member of society. She will be the one that writes the script to the end of this dream. When you have dreams that just abruptly ends, it's because God has given you the ownership and and the penmanship to write the script to the end of that dream. And I told her, I said, it's God's will and God's plan for you to be elevated. It's not God's will that you be intimidated by beastly images of the past to disface you and put you in a place of bondage. Some of you might be able to identify with this dream. This is why we share these dreams that come in because uh, many times the dreams, you can identify your dream or even understand how we interpret these dreams and how they line up with yours. And this young lady received it and uh, and we're, we're, we're praying for her that she'll continue to grow as God intended for her to grow. And I want to encourage you to write us uh, email us your dreams at nightdreams at mail.com. That's N-I-T-E dreams at mail, M-A-I-L.com. Send them in. Send your dreams in. They're coming in. Um, and we're, we're getting uh, some tremendous uh, feedback uh, how their, their lives have really been impacted. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to continue to write your dreams down. Before I leave, I want to I pray for you. Um, 
that God would continuously open your ears to give you understanding that you'll have hearing ears and seeing eyes and that you'll perceive and understand what God is saying in your dreams. Maybe some of you are, are not sure uh, the direction that you're going and you're, you're, you're kind of confused and, and you haven't connected all the dots. These are the most glorious times that we can be living in. The open, there's an open heaven over planet Earth. Supernatural things are happening. And God wants you to be a part of it. I want to say, leave this one thing with you. That if he can't catch you in a day, he'll meet you in your night dreams. God bless and we'll see you next week.